Alright guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines. This is Shane. This is episode 53. And as Halloween is on the horizon, oh I've got a I've got a scary man on the line here, okay? He's a best-selling Irish author and a paranormal researcher. His name is Chris Rush. How are you doing, Chris? Not so bad at all, man. Jesus, I tell you, that's that's a wonderful introduction. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm a nice guy behind it all, trust me. <laughs> But um, no, listen, doing good, man. And listen, I really appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's always good to help get the name out there, you know. Absolutely. But I want to get to know where you're from. So where are you from, Chris? I mean, would you love? I'm in a lovely posh part of the. No, I'm only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm from Wick. I'm from Arklow down in Wicklow here. Okay. Um, and would you believe sometimes when I go up to Dublin, like I'm, I'm a huge metalhead as well. But when I go up to gigs and stuff like that. I nearly always get asked what part of the north I'm from. Now, <laughs> I've never lived up there. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? But yeah, Wicklow. From Wicklow. Um, I'm Wicklow here. But uh, yeah, people always think it's a weird accent for some reason. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, I can hear that. The Wicklow accent has a certain... Because I knew a guy from Bolton Glass and he had that kind of accent. Oh, but you're yeah. from, from South Wicklow. He's not, Bolton Glass is not South Wicklow. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's the, last, it's the last town in Wicklow before you hit Wexford, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's always an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, so... You're into horror, you know, like yeah. I, I'll, I'll admittedly tell you, okay, I'm a Halloween fan. We'll get into that very shortly. I'm not a horror fan. I, I like, I like, it's like, it's like that whole thing of like eating cheese before bedtime. It's, you know, it's not what you do. You'll have nightmares and stuff like that, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a horror fan. So how did you get into writing horror books? I get into that show. Um, very, very good question. Like I have to admit, I've just always loved horror. I've always watched horror or anything to do with I suppose I, I love people's reaction to it. It's like, um, like how people react to something that you just see and it's not in touching them or it's not you know what i mean it's just what they see and hear and it can actually physically terrify or upset someone you know and um long story short when i left college um no job and i actually wrote a random screenplay um based on the banshee because it was just something to do like you know what i mean and i've always loved it i said i'll, I'll give it a shot you know why not mm. And um, just wrote it, finally left it there, uh, got a job, et cetera, et cetera. But long story short, I went to Florida and I was there with my girlfriend at the time. We we're just at the pool one evening and we were talking. And of course, there was a lady and our partner there as well. And she heard the accent. Oh, my God, what part, where are you from? And I goes, Ireland. We just got chatting. And uh, she goes, oh, I'd love to go. Um, her name was Lisa, Lisa V. Prue. And she goes, I'd love to get there at some stage. And I goes, well, would you believe um, I've actually wrote a screenplay on, a, on an Irish legend, like, you know, the Banshee, it's a horror mm-hmm. And she goes, well, would you believe I'm a best-selling American author? And I was like, fuck off. No. <laughs> and uh, long story short, listen, we got on really well, had a great evening. And I said, listen, if you think I'm trying to jump on the bandwagon here, t- please tell me to get lost. And uh, I goes, would you mind having a look at us just to see what you think? And she goes, absolutely. Um, I think you're genuine in what you're pursuing here. And she'd actually said her best advice that she gave me was to turn it into a book because um, you'd have a better chance of people being exposed to it and reading it. And that's how I got going. And she sent me links and guided me through how to turn a screenplay into a book and help me get up on Amazon and all the mm. other different uh sources out there and yeah that's that's more or less how i got into it random random encounter <laughs> and did you study like uh, english in, in college no. or did you no what's your study no. in college <laughs> you're gonna get a laugh out of this. On. <laughs> health and safety <laughs> <laughs> i like to i say to people i keep people safe during the day but then i just kill everyone at night but um <laughs> <laughs> but no it was it was health and safety like my my english would not be the bit like that's Lisa actually, would you believe, turned out to, she's my editor now, she's my proofreader and editor and stuff like that, so 
I'm a huge believer in getting a second pair of eyes over it because mm. I've I've got knots back from herself and uh, Jesus, you nearly kick yourself with this. Do you know stupid little silly little things that you've missed? But yes. you'll be just scanning through it and it'll be already in your head and you wouldn't even have realised it, you know. But I'm 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 not great at English. <laughs> I never class myself as a as an A plus student in that area. <laughs> So you've got a kind of more of a creative mind more than the actual kind of uh, English kind of tongue sort of thing. Absolutely. You can probably tell by uh, the first couple of minutes here I'm very slang orientated and uh, (laughs) the the old curse word creeps in from now now and again, you know yourself. (laughs) But um, no, uh, again, I'm a big believer. Um, I'm I'm big into telling a story, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't believe in censoring myself. Um, like I've put stuff in books where um, even some people going, geez, that was a bit much. Listen, if you're going to read a horror book, um, that's kind of what you'd expect. You know, I don't really understand. Um, I'll, I'll respect the people's beliefs and opinions and stuff yeah. like that, but I, I can never understand people going to see a horror movie and goes, oh my God, it was too much or it was too shot. Mm. If I go on, you should be kind of expecting to see something that's kind of makes you feel a little bit out there, you know what I mean? Or a little bit exposed, but... That's just my thoughts on it now. <laughs> I could be just one of the one of the one of the weirdos that came out of out of the group, you know. <laughs> and to get into horror, okay, because like you were writing screenplays and you were hoping yeah. to get into you know into stage or into into the TV or whatever. So did you always have a, v- a real interest in horror, or was like were you into comic books and stuff like that? To kind of give you that kind of creative imagination or. Um... Very, very good. Like as I said, like the screenplay was even just a, a random thing. Like I, mm. I to be honest with you, Shane, like I never seen it going anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, as regards comic books and stuff like that, would you believe I only started reading after I started writing, <laughs> which is very weird. Um, I, I was a collector of kind of what's the word I'm looking like. There was book or sorry magazines years ago called Bugs and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I used to love collecting that kind of stuff. Um, I'm even looking at here in my uh, room here, like I collect all kind of horror themed pop dolls and all these kind of stuff. Um, I was always the dude that was recording like late night horror films and documentaries based on horror. And yeah. I'm so bad. Like I'd, I'd be able to tell you the directors of the heavy haters with films and movies, but I'm so bad when it comes to names and stuff like that. But I'd be able to tell you nearly every second of the movie yeah. but when it comes to names and stuff I'm like oh Jesus I can't even remember the actor's name you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, as regards no people always uh, kind of wonder that um, I only started reading as in novels and stuff like that when I started writing which um, and I started writing probably what was it Jesus I'm getting on now it's uh, six five years ago since my first uh, book came out Mm. So five or six years when I've actually started physically reading books, you know, um, and it does help. I, I have to say it does actually help with uh, style and vocabulary and stuff like that, you know. I did mention before, and then before we, we hopped on this call, I mentioned I've not read any of your books, okay? Don't hate on me. Okay, I will. I told I you I will. Against you. I will. I will. <laughs> well, set the scene. So is there kind of like, is there is there, is there themes going through, uh, or, or are they all very different? You know, the first book compared to the last book you, you wrote, are they all very yeah. different? Absolutely. Now, that's actually a really good question as well, because a lot of people think it is... Um, the same style or the same kind of topic area or stuff like mm. that. Um, they're not. Um, I am trying to cover, there is certain areas I don't want to go near because I don't believe my style of horror will do, will add anything to it. So for example, no disrespect to anyone either, like vampires, I can never see myself writing a vampire book because I think it's too, like too kind of romance orientated, even though like years ago it might not have been, but I just don't see myself 
gone that route. Mm. Um, to give you an example, my first book was about the Banshee. Um, I thank God got the screenplay translated into a book. Um, I've covered folklore, Irish fo- Irish folklore, so Banshee, fairies. Um, I've done a cult kind of stuff, demons. Um, I wrote a book on. I was actually asked to write the book on Loftus Hall, which was an absolute it was an absolute crazy experience and an absolute honour. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, my latest book. Um, I wanted to write like all my kind of stuff has been like paranormal, supernatural, all that kind of stuff, and I've always kind of. Oh, Jesus, it's the wrong word to use, admire. But I've always kind of looked at like the likes of Michael Myers, Jason Bowery's, and that, all that kind of stuff, that they're supernatural, unhurtable, if that makes sense. Mm. So I said to myself, I'd love to write a book now about a serial killer, and he's not, you can't really hurt him, mm. but it's still real. So I actually done a little bit of research, and there actually is a, a condition that really exists. Um, where people are born, it's very rare, but people are born with this condition and they can't feel physical pain. It's very dangerous. Like they can break bones, burns, all this kind of stuff. Obviously you can still die, but you just don't feel any physical pain. So my latest book is about a dude that's born with that and he just becomes obsessed. It's like the forbidden fruit or the forbidden, wow. he's always wondered what pain is. And uh, long story short, he starts kind of experiencing it through others, for want of a better word. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> says me, says me laughing into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, no, that's I kind of like, like I'm not saying I'm the next big. Like I just like my kind of horror. Like I like it to stick in people's heads mm. for a little while. Just saying, I want people closing the book and saying, Jesus, what did I just read there? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's my kind of thing with it. Do you romanticize, not romanticize, but do you kind of write about, because you say folklore, so you write about Irish stories and horror. You don't kind of relate Absolutely. it to America sort of thing. You no, know, American no. Horror. no, okay. No, no, like all my stuff. And again, obviously, I have American readers, British mm. readers. Like, which is, I've sold books in, everywhere, which is totally very surreal to me, even at this stage. But um, right. I'll, always, I'll always like to keep my horror Irish, like with Irish slang. Like, um, I'll use Gardy, Garda. Like, yeah. uh, and I have... I'll be honest with you, I did slip into the slippery slope where I was saying police and you know <laughs> where, I, where I keep saying, oh geez, no, it's Ireland, guards, guardy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, even with the last book I was saying the police called around, you know, or whatever. But I have to I have to re- rephrase it. But um it's just I just like keeping it Irish because um that's where I'm from, that's what I know, and uh that's what I, I just like I just want to put Ireland on the map in some way, shape or form. It doesn't have to be a big dot on the map, but mm. it can be a little pixel, but at least it's there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now I was gonna ask you about like your processes, because like you're you're my first like author author I've spoken to. I've spoken to my friend who wrote a book about like he he's into science fiction. He wrote a book. Oh nice. But he hasn't continued on. I want him to continue on to the next chapter because it feels like Absolutely. it needs another chapter. You know, like you, you get into a kind of a and he also comes from a that kind of a vibe of not having the English background. He also went to classes. He went to courses yeah. in Dublin. He, he got help from other more brilliant. You know editorial minded people maybe to work for publishing companies or whatever you know yeah so what's your process like when you're getting setting out to write a book yeah absolutely and i just want to highlight something that you've said mm. I, anyone that's listening to this um if you have a story in you don't be put off by oh jesus i don't have whatever it is or whatever it is because i had none of it now i yeah. will i will say granted that I, ha- I was very very lucky to meet lisa 
um, she guided me through a lot. Like it would have been an absolute nightmare. I can imagine if I didn't have her. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I definitely will say it to everyone: don't be put off if you have a story and you just simply write it first, get everything out onto the page, and then take the next step. You know. But I suppose the process, Shane. I'm very. What's the word I'm looking for? I've always had a love for movies. So when I'm writing. I literally visualize it as a movie in my head and literally then try to try to transcribe it as much as I can onto the screen in front of me. And a lot of people have said I'm very descriptive when it comes to like decks or see whatever it is. Um, but the process is if I'm writing, um, I don't write just for the sake of writing. If I feel like I'm just writing, I, I'll hold my hand up. I've wrote absolute nonsense. nonsense and I've went back and deleted it and I'll stop. Like if I feel like I'm writing nonsense or this isn't benefiting the story, I'll just stop because first of all, the reader will notice that straight away. Um, I don't write, as I said there, I don't write for the sake of writing, but uh, there is, I suppose, a certain, I'll have, I'll have kind of the main arc or the main idea of the story in my head. And this sounds so trivial to say, but sometimes would you believe the story even writes itself because you'll have the main idea. But then the characters, as they're developing, you go, oh, geez, actually, he would do this or she would do that. Or, mm. you know what I mean? And actually, I'll throw that in there. And another little trade secret I'll give away. Jesus, should be giving away all my secrets. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but a little trade secret. Um, I could be sitting anywhere. I could be sitting watching a movie, a documentary. It could be even out in the pool, whatever. I'll actually text myself uh, notes if something pops into my head. Mm. I'll say, geez, that actually that'll actually add to the story or that, you know what I mean? I'll actually text myself rather than writing notes down because at least then if you pick up your phone, you go, who's messaging me? But then you realize it's yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw it into the story then. But yeah, it's a, oh, another thing as well, my process, some people said they like to write in, in silence and stuff like that. I can't do that. Um, I actually have to have either music or um, like the TV on in the background because I like taking a break from the screen. So if I'm there, typing away like a lunatic um, and I feel right it's like taking a breather I yeah. just away and watch, you know watch the screen for a couple yeah. of seconds and straight back in again you know so that's that's basically what the way I do is now it could be totally completely opposite to what someone else does you know <laughs> so would you because you said you're a big metal fan would you have metal music on the background or would you have more oh, concentration music on <laughs> no no absolutely <laughs> metal Jeez, uh, you could have any bands on there <laughs> screaming their heads off but um, no, it'd be absolutely, it'd be always kind of metal and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Um, and I like finding um, new music as well. So if I came across a new band or one of my mates text me a new band or something, I'll throw that in on the background for the 45 minutes or whatever it is, and I'll just let it play, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting process, but I, I feel it works for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing that you don't like, uh, you don't write too early in the morning if you have metal music on, or is it more, of a, are you more of a light bird? <laughs> Yeah, geez, I'd be killed, Lucy, because um, I actually live with me with me nan. Like, um, yeah, yeah. she'd be Jesus Christ, she'd be actually kicking the head off me if I was doing that. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be more like afternoon, twelve onwards. I'd kind of mm. sit down and write and stuff like that. Now I do work as well. Like people think when you're an author, oh, geez, he's a multi-millionaire. Mm. Um, touch wood or fingers crossed that does happen because it'd be great to have it, but. I'm in it for the love of writing. I just love people's reactions and listen to people's feedback about the story. Um, I'm not saying I write perfect books. Um, there has been mistakes and people have found mistakes and Stephen King has mistakes. Everyone has mistakes. And mm. I just want to highlight as well, um, if you are getting out there, it's one thing to kind of open yourself up, uh, but a thick skin is definitely needed because someone's going to find something and you just say, listen, at the end of the day, I'm only human. There's 50 or whatever thousand words in this. If I can't get them yeah. all right, but I'll definitely try my best. <laughs> um, 
but yeah it's a, it's definitely an interesting process um as i say it might be for everyone but that's just the way i work <laughs> especially these days you're saying you're right you do need to take the thick skin because every Absolutely. we're all connected you know like Absolutely. I go on Twitter and sometimes I just go on Twitter to be offended. You know, I want oh, yeah. to see, I want, I want see, to see someone say something. I'm like, oh, and then you have to kind of go, it's not directed at you, but it obviously yeah. is like, as you say, or, or as what well, I, I didn't realize what it was called, but virtual signaling say, oh, look at me. I'm great. I'm great. And then people are going to go, oh, you're so great. And then they'll go, hey, yeah. do you remember that? Remember, remember, in, yeah, yeah, remember yeah, October yeah. 2020 when you were, you know, like, and it probably bring something back to your past because everyone wants to throw shade at you they don't want to bring the best that's the thing you know? yeah that's the thing and and that's one thing like i suppose people uh will have to understand now thank god um i've got a lot more positive review like it's 99 whatever percent positive review now i have mm. got some bad reviews but as i said to myself if everyone loved me work sure you're kind of there's something wrong you know it's people i don't like every movie i've ever seen but that's no disrespect to the person that's made the movie it's just not for me you know what i mean yeah and and the last thing which some people find interesting like sometimes people i don't write down notes like physically write notes um I, i'll save it onto the actual uh manuscript when i'm typing it like i don't double write if that to me that's like double jobbing but again that's not to disrespect anyone else's processes because some people might work better that way i just physically and uh mentally myself don't work good that way because if mm. i feel personally it's like i'm double jobbing you know what i mean i'll just write the notes at the end of it or what it as in type i mean i should say not write them <laughs> so that that's basically my writing process so that's me basically well, uh, it's fascinating now it is i mean cause that's the thing because i've heard like some authors like i heard like um i know it's a different genre paul Howard, who does a russell carol carol kelly yeah. Uh, stuff he gets up early early in the morning like five in the morning somewhat and that's yeah. when he gets his, his creative juices going where you say yeah. you work best kind of afternoon of course afternoon, as I said, yeah. afternoon yeah. that's when you are flowing yeah. and you're and you're kind of ready to kind of get down to yeah. it you know absolutely yeah i just i'd be just too tired at that stage <laughs> <laughs> now uh so yeah, you were saying loftus hall now and again yeah. i'm not into like i'm not into horror I'm not into scary stuff, but I do like Halloween. So let's just get to Loftus Hall, okay? I've heard about Loftus Hall. I know, I know Adam's yeah. being there. I know another friend, uh, Carl's being there as well. But tell me about Loftus Hall. What is so fascinating about Loftus? What Loftus Hall in Wexford? So yeah, Loftus Hall. Um, first of all, it's the building. Like literally, we're getting to the legend and stuff like that. But mm. absolutely, the building is just amazing. Now, unfortunately, it's closed at the minute to the to the public. But um. You're talking the structure or a building on the site you're going back now i don't mean the building nowadays but there was a structure on the site from like the third back to the 11 1300s give or take up until now mm. um the building was heavily renovated in um, the 1800s to, to what you see now but um it's absolutely phenomenal it's just the architecture and i find I, even when i'm walking around i just say geez the patience they must have had to even do this yeah. um it's absolutely crazy but um, I suppose the main story that's one of the stories I should say that's uh, most uh, famous for was back in the 1700s. They say that um, during a dark stormy night, uh, a, a boat docked at Slade Harbour, which is about maybe five minutes away, and uh, one person got off and he actually seen the, the candlelight of Loftus Hall. And again, you have to understand this is a big, huge mansion, um, literally on a peninsula, mm. and um, nearly went up. Um, geez, I'm, I'm uh, slanging it very well, not using the EO English or anything. But um, so he went up anyway, knocked the door, and of course the family took him in. They didn't want to be seen as you know casting anyone away. They were a very uh, high high status family, and they wanted to show their power, so to speak. 
Um, long story short, they invited him in for the storm past. And there's a couple of different variations of the story as well. Um, but anyway, um, there was a card game had in the house. And uh, as they were dealing, one of the cards fell onto the ground. And uh, the lady of the house, one of the daughters of the Loftus family, um, well, that, sorry, the Tottenham's, see, when the Tottenham's married into the Loftuses, they have to take the Loftus name. <laughs> and it's actually Anne Tottenham. Um, she was the daughter of Charles Tottenham, who was had to take the Loftus name because he married a uh, Loftus woman. But anyway, okay. I could be here. I, yeah. I could be here all night telling you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, she was sitting at the opposite end of the, the table where uh, this dark stranger had came in, and uh, one of the cards fell on the ground. And when she went bent down to pick it up, she looked across and he had a cloven like cloven hooves for feet. And of course, he was given away as his his big reveal was that it was actually the devil to visit the house. Um, he burst into a ball of flames and went out through the roof. Um, to say that Anne went completely insane after this, just due to the visual shock of it. And uh, she was actually locked into one of the rooms down there in the tapestry room for something like 10 years. And she actually died in that room. Um, to say that the devil, you know, is haunts the place and Tottenham haunts the place. They actually say that the skeletal remains of a child um, was uh, found in behind the tapestry, tapestry room walls. So people are saying, like, was there a certain kind of relations there with her and the dark strength? Like, no, she had fell in love with this gentleman. And they said that she used to sit at the tapestry room windows, just staring out to the sea, um, waiting, for, waiting for him to come back, you know? There was an exorcism carried out in the house. It's said to have lasted three days. Um, he wasn't able to get rid of whatever was in the tapestry room, yeah. Um, so fast forward, um, I'm very lucky and very privileged to be on a team like Paranormal Researchers Ireland. Um, we've done investigations down there. Now, I call myself, I'm, a very, I'm what I'd like to call myself, a polite skeptic. I want something to literally stand physically in front of me to say, I'm here. But that's not to say I don't go into buildings disrespecting any of the past or jumping in or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Mm. Um, I just want to go in and be able to debunk it or else to say, Jesus, what was that? Um, we have been very uh, lucky to carry out a lot of investigations down there. Um, and I've physically seen people um, literally freak out, like um, they have to leave and they've been pushed. Um, temperature drops, they've seen uh, shadows move around the rooms and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've seen equipment being affected by various different things. Now, I'm not saying to your listeners, oh yeah, that's definitely 100%, that's proof straight away. It's just um, people's experiences and stuff down, just kind of make you say to yourself, what if, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying the what if is a definite, but yeah. it makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah. um, so then I know the owner really well, in fairness to Aiden and his brother Shane, all the, fa all the family and the, the people that uh, ran the hall down there. Um, I got an email, I think it was shortly after Christmas in 2018, mm just about doing this project about it was just a book based on the legend and uh first of all i thought he was taking the piss uh second of all i had to pinch myself because he had read one of my books and he said i, I like the style of the book and that's what i want for this story so i met with him got a, i have to say got a lot of information off him he's not he's like the loftus wikipedia that's the easiest way to describe him um we sat for hours just talking i uh had the keys to the house i walked around took pictures of all the rooms because first of all, if people have been there and they've read the book, I want to kind of remind them and say, oh, geez, I remember that. And for people that have never been there, I want them to read it and go, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like the style of the rooms and stuff like that. Um, finished it. And my biggest thing was, 
Um, I want Aiden to like the story. So when I emailed this off to him, I was absolutely crapping myself. And it uh, took a couple of days, but he finally got back to me and he, and he loved the story. So that was, uh, to me, that I felt like I had accomplished what I'd set out to do. Mm. Um, and just for so people know, it is set obviously in the 1700s, but um, I we made a choice to use like um, nowadays language, you know, because it, I'm not saying like people might like reading that kind of stuff, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring it into the kind of modern day, so to speak, mm. while trying to keep uh, certain elements of the story. Um, yeah, and to be honest, it got a lot of uh, positive feedback. I was delighted with um, like people that have been in the hall that they know the story. They said, "Oh my God, what a read! You've done it justice," and all that. That was my kind of thing. But um, yeah, I was absolutely just delighted with it, and uh, still, it's, it's still crazy to to think that my name will be associated with that place for a long, long time to come. You know? <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard they closed it down. Are they going to reopen again, or is it going to a new ownership? Yeah, to be the... honest with you, to be honest with you, it's very, very up in the air at the moment. I'm not mm. going to. Like, I actually don't know. There's so much stuff going around there. Mm. Um, I don't know what's going on at the minute now, to be honest with you. But um, it is definitely closed. Um, we've been, we, we're very lucky to have, um, we're actually in it last, what day is today, Wednesday. Um, we're actually in it uh, last Saturday night. Um, and to be honest, to, to be fair to Aiden and everyone that the access he's given us to that building is absolutely phenomenal. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, no, it's I, I don't know when it's going to reopen, if it's going to reopen, or mm. what, what's the you know what I mean? So um, we'll just have to wait and see, I suppose. And part two is coming up on Sunday or Halloween day. Why not? Of course, Halloween makes sense for a Halloween episode part two. Now, that was Chris Rush, horror writer. Hope you enjoyed this episode. He's going to talk a little bit more in the next episode about Loftus Hall, meeting his fans, Halloween, and lots more. And remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. This is Shane. Take it easy and bye bye.